All right, guys, I'm in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1, and the Word of God says, So, uh, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore... Put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away all of the following, anger and wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have, you've put off the old self with its practices, and you have put on the new self. You're being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ there is not Greek or Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. All right. So guys, listen, since January, we have been talking about what Jesus has done for us, right? That is how the book of Ephesians starts. First three chapters of Ephesians, uh, which is where we began this series, was Ephesians 4. The first three chapters talk all about what Jesus has done for us, right? It talks about who we were. We were dead in our sins and transgressions in which we used to live when we followed the ways of the world, right? We were far away. We were separated from Christ. We were foreigners and alien to, to the covenants and the promises of God. But, but, but God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. And whoever believes in him, right, is brought to life, the Bible says. They don't perish, they get eternal life. And so, so through all of those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus, uh, Ephesians uh, 4 says, have been, or Ephesians 2 says, have been made alive. That we've been seated with Christ, that we've been raised up with Christ, right? Now that we're citizens of the kingdom of God, and we're actually children of God, and, and, and we're heirs to this kingdom. So all this stuff has transpired, and then Paul would declare in Ephesians 4 and in Colossians 3, therefore, Right? Because of all that, because of what Christ has done for you, because He has made you new, you need to now daily choose to walk in newness. You've got to daily choose to put off the old ways, and man, you're going to be tempted by them because that's all you used to know. And remember that old self walks right behind you, and the moment you stop following Jesus, He takes the lead again. So we've got to stop that, and we've got to choose daily to walk in newness of life. I said it like this in the first service. It's like, listen, God... Uh, has not only saved us, but he's given us a beautiful wardrobe. I mean, like the shopping spree you couldn't even imagine. And he's saying, hey, go get in the closet and come out looking like me. Every day, that's our choice, right? That's our choice. And so uh, up to this point in Colossians 3, this is where we started talking about the putting on. Our first few weeks, we talked about all the stuff to put off. But you at Colossians 3, it's everything you put on. It says, so put on compassion and, and put on kindness and put on humility and put on gentleness. And then last week, Franklin uh, taught you guys, did an awesome job. Thank you, brother. Uh, he taught about the need to put on patience, right? Or, or long-suffering uh, was the word there. And so... Uh, and man, all that's spiritual, isn't it? That's super spiritual. That's really spiritual stuff. And then you hit verse 13 and it says this, right? So verse 13, go back, we got scripture somewhere. Colossians three thirteen. there we go. Uh, it says this, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. 
So the, the phrase is like, he, he's like, here's all the stuff you got to put on, ready? You got to put on compassion, and you got to put on kindness, and you got to put on humility, and you got to put on gentleness, and all that's like real spiritual. And then he says, and, and then bear with one another, right? And, and it's even worse when you look at it in the Greek, because to bear with one another literally means this, right? It means to, uh, now, now we have those four things, right? There we go. It means to hold up. It means to sustain. It means to endure. Or, or this is my favorite translation. This is how the CSB translates. To put up with. Right? Just put up with people. Right? I mean, that, that's it. That's the command. And you go, wait a second. Hold on. I was doing all this really spiritual stuff. Right? I mean, man, I was clothing myself in compassion. Doesn't that sound spiritual? Clothe yourself in compassion. Right? Clothe yourself in humility. Oh, that's very, that's very spiritual. Clothe yourself in meekness. You're going, man, this is great. Man, clothe yourself in patience. I don't want to do that. That takes too much time. No. Uh, you, yeah, you think, man, this is all very spiritual. And then Paul says, and put up with each other. Right? And so today, what some of you may feel like is the most unspiritual message around, uh, that's what I'm going to talk to you. What it means, why does the Bible say we need to put up with one another? And so uh, I've got two points that I'm going to share with you this morning, uh, just very quickly. That's really uh, the whole thing is, is, is all of, of two points. And so let's talk about um, why Paul tells us we need to put up with one another. Here's the first thing I want you to understand. It's really kind of the, the main point of the sermon, guys, is that if we don't learn how to put up with people, we can't move on to the, the more spiritual aspects of our faith, like loving and forgiving, right? If, if we don't learn how to put up with people, uh, then we can't move on to the more spiritual aspects of, uh, of our faith, like love and, and forgiveness. And so, uh, like, you just can't make this stuff up when Paul's like, hey, just, just put up with, with people. And so here's my suggestion this morning. I, I think while this may seem like an unspiritual talk, it's actually extremely spiritual because it's foundational, because we can't move on to those deeper things without getting this basic thing. And, and, and Christians, I kind of want to challenge you. You know, the scripture would say it's really easy to love those that are lovable, right? In fact, it, it kind of even says that's not really love, to love those that are going to love you back. What is that to a man, right? In fact, Scripture would call us beyond that to then start loving the people that are, that are difficult. And so what I'm going to say to Christians, I, I, I feel, kind of here's my presupposition coming into this. I think we actually need this message because what we've done is we've cut out all the people that are difficult in our lives and we love easy, right? We don't love well, we love easy. And we think we're loving well, but we're not loving well. We're just loving easy because we're loving the people that are left in our life. But we've cut out all the difficult folks. And so what Paul says here is really pretty important. He says, hey, hey, you're kind of missing it because you, you've got to go back and you have to, you have to love others well. And that means learning how to, to put up with people. And this is kind of the foundation of what we do, right? I mean, our, our motto is love God, love people, do something. We can't do that second thing, love people, if, if we, we don't put up with them. Because if we cut them out first, and then we only love who's left, again, hear me if you don't hear anything, then we haven't loved well, we've loved easy, right? And so the scripture would call us far beyond that. And I just want to start here with kind of a confession. This is hard. It's hard to put up with people. Because man, some people, I tell you what, they're difficult, right? I, I, I mean, some, some people are needy. Got anybody like that in your life? I have four of them. They're called children. Uh, right? It's needy. Some, some of you parents, you know what I'm talking about. Love them. Love them. Uh, my daughter was gone for, for a week. 
and, and, I, and I missed her like crazy. And I, I didn't even realize how much I missed her until she came home yesterday. And man, she came up and just like, just we had snuggles. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I was like, this is so good. And I needed the distance to remind myself. Because my, my daughter is, is a, a fierce force to be reckoned with. She's going to change the world. She is. She has personality that you couldn't imagine. Uh, she is a do-it-yourselfer. She, she, she can hang with the brothers. I mean, she, she's got it, right? She's got it going on unless daddy is in the room. And then if daddy's in the room, she needs me to cut up her waffle. She needs me to get her uh, some water. She needs me. I mean, everything you could imagine. And sometimes I, I, you forget. Man, sometimes there are people in our life. Like, there are people in your life right now. There, 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 at times they can be needy, and you don't even realize you're doing it, but you're hardening yourself to their needs. You're creating distance between yourself and them, right? Some people in our lives are, are just annoying. Don't think of anybody right now. Shame on you. Jesus is with us. How dare you? Somebody came to mind. A couple of them popped in your head. You're like, yep, that pastor of mine. Uh, some, some people can be self-centered, right? You don't need that much toilet paper. You don't. You're selfish, we, we have people that can't wipe their butts. I said it in church. I said butts. You can't wipe your butt, which is pretty basic. Because why? Because somebody's got their whole closet is full of toilet paper. Right? That's, that's frustrating. And so it can be hard to deal with people because we're selfish, right? And hard, it, it's, hard, it's hard to deal with people sometimes because they're just mean and hurtful. I've been doing ministry for 20 years now. I got some emails. Got some letters. And there's some good ones too, but man, sometimes... Sometimes, I'll I, I tell you, listen, and, and here's what I'm going to say to you. Jesus experienced all that. So did Paul, so did Peter, and guess what? Here's what they did that we're not. They put up with it. They put up with it so that they could get to the point that they could offer the deeper love and forgiveness that was necessary. And Christians in our culture, I'm just telling you, this may be something we need to recapture more than anything else. Because I don't know about you, but go check out your Facebook feed. You've probably already shut out all the people that annoy you. All the people that have a different opinion than you, right? We, we just, we just, we're not loving well. We think we're loving well, but the truth is we're just loving easy because we don't want to deal with anybody that's difficult anymore. And, 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 and the scripture would say, listen, Paul writes this for a reason. He writes the church in Colossae, and he's like, hey guys, listen, I, I want to tell you about something. It's really important. Okay, it didn't used to matter, but now it matters. Okay, it matters for you now, and what matters for you now, this is really important, ready? Uh, you guys need to figure out how to put up with one another, because the world's watching. Because the world is watching how you put up and interact with one another. And if you don't get it, it it's going to ruin my witness. Jesus would say it this way. He says, listen, uh, the world will know that you're my disciples... If you love one another. Paul fleshes that out in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, you know, love bears all things. We're talking about bearing with one another. He said, love bears all things. Right? And so we've got to put this on. In this world that's watching us, we, we, we have to put on this, this desire to put up with difficult people. I have to bear with their neediness, and I have to bear with their self-centeredness, and I have to bear with their meanness and their hurtfulness, and I have to bear with their faults and their failures, and I have to bear with those things because God bears with mine. Do you know that? That God bears with all of that with you. Come on. What's your prayer life look like? How many of us don't look like a needy child unto the Lord? Amen? 
God, I just need you to keep my hands clean. Lord, I just need you to keep those germs from my nose. I need, I need, I need. And here's the beautiful thing about God. Maybe you forgot this. It's in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 40 reminds us that that God, who we can be really needy to, he never grows weary of us. Did you know that? It's a promise of God's word. Isaiah 40, 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never, he, he what? He, he, how often does he? He never. He never grows faint or weary. There is no limit to his honor. God never grows weary of you. And here's the beauty, ready? This is how, this is how we get to do it. How can I be like that to others? Ready? I place myself in God's hands when I realize that I have lessened my capacity for other people. I come to God and say, God, I got an issue. And here's what the Lord does. This is the rest of Isaiah 40. He gives strength to the faint. And he strengthens the powerless. Youth may become faint and weary. Young men may stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow faint. God will give you the strength you need to put up with people, friends. Because he puts up with you. If you run to him, he will give you the strength. And I know there are some difficult people out there. And some of them are just like, you know, they're our kryptonite. Amen? You got some kryptonite in your life? You guys know what I'm talking about when I talk about kryptonite. Does everybody know Superman reference? Okay. Just, if you don't, we got to talk after church. <laughs> Superman's been around for a long time. Okay. I'm not talking about the Fortress of Solitude or anything. I'm just talking about kryptonite. There's some people in our lives that, man, it just... Whoo, whoo, hot button, you know? I mean, they can pick up the phone and within five words, I'm like... Aah! And God says, he looks at me. He says, yeah, you're that way for others too. So put up with it. Deal with it, right? It's a big deal. So listen, that's the heart of the sermon. I mean, that's really, it, it's, it's, really, it's really one point. But in our world today, when I say something like that, then you've got to back it up with something else, okay? So there is a second point. That's just because of where society is. So here's the second point, okay? Second point. There are some things you shouldn't put up with. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, put up with people, but then there are some things you shouldn't put up with. All right. And so, uh, man, listen, our word, there are four words in the New Testament um, that synonyms, uh, all that mean this, this bear or put up with, right? There's, there's four words in the Greek that are used throughout the New Testament. Our word, though, only appears 14 times. And of the 14 times our word, and, and the words here from Colossians 3.13, of the 14 times it appears, four of those times, that's almost 30% of the time, it's used in a negative connotation where Paul's saying, don't, don't bear, don't put up with this, right? And so uh, I'm, in, I'm in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and I'm just going to read verse 1 through 4. The Apostle Paul is writing the church in Corinth. He says, I wish that you would, here's our word, put up with a little foolishness from me. Yes, do, put up with me. That's our word again. He says, for I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy because I have promised you in marriage to one husband to present a pure virgin to Christ but I fear that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your minds may have been seduced from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. 
For if a person comes and preaches another Jesus whom we did not preach, or you receive a different spirit which you had not received, or a different gospel which you had not accepted, you put up with it, that's our word again, splendidly. And the implication, what Paul's saying is, you're putting up with false teaching and you shouldn't. Right? Paul says, listen man, we came and we brought you the gospel. The gospel that God sent his son Jesus. That Jesus was God incarnate. God in the flesh. And he came and he lived the perfect life that you couldn't. He completely fulfilled the law, which you can never do. Therefore, he was perfect. Right? And, and that perfect person then died on a cross, which is a curse, and he did it to pay the debt, the penalty for your sin, which is death. And God allowed that, God accepted that as a payment for your sin offering. And there is nothing else, there is no other way by which you can be saved other than accepting the free gift of God whose name is Jesus Christ. Paul comes preaching that. Right? And then behind Paul comes some folks that say, oh, that's good, but you also have to do some things. Like get circumcised. Got to do that too. And you need to follow some dietary laws. You need to do that too. Right? And, and, and then there'll be another group that comes and says, well, Jesus didn't really suffer on the cross. He, he, he left his, his earthly body for it. Like, listen, we live in a world where there's going to be some folks in your life that will come to you preaching a different gospel and a different Jesus. And they're going to say to you, well, you, faith is not enough. Man, you, you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do this to be saved. Right? That, that's a different gospel. Some will come to you and say, well, Jesus is a God, little g. He's like one of many. That's, that's a different gospel. That's, that's a different Jesus, right? Some, some, some are going to come to you and say, Jesus didn't really suffer. Again, he, he was separated from the body at some point. And, and when people start saying those things to you, what do you do? Do you put up with that? Do you accept that? Do you bring that close? Do you, do you live by what they say? And the answer is absolutely not. No. Now, does that mean I don't love those people? Absolutely not. I still love those people. I love my family. But they are wrong a whole lot. Hi, Mom. Love you. Not you. Not you, Mom. I was talking about the surrounding family. She watches like every Sunday at 11. I'm going to get a text here in a second. Um, I mean, that's what Thanksgiving is, right? Thanksgiving is just you with a whole bunch of folks that many of them have, you know, uh, wrong opinions, right? Um, And so, uh, listen. But does that mean you don't love somebody? No, I still love somebody. But I, I'm not going to put up with false uh, statements about God, about Jesus, right? So I don't, I, don't, I, I, don't have to, I don't have to accept that into my life. I can say, I love you. But here's what Scripture says plainly and clearly, right? It says that the canon of Scripture is closed. Don't add to or take away from this book, right? It says that Jesus is the Son of God who was fully God, who is eternal, who, who came and lived the life we could, and he died the death that we deserve. He conquered death on the third day. He rose again. He hung out for 40 days and ascended into heaven. And it says he's preparing a place for us. And that one day he's going to take us to be with him where he is. That's what the Bible says. Jesus is coming back. It clearly says that. The Bible says that sin is sin. And you don't get to explain it away. And that's why you need a Savior. Right? Because we are all sinners and have fallen short of the glory of God. This is what the Bible says. So we, we just, we're talking about main things. Now, I'm not talking about those little offshoots. Well, what kind of music should we sing? And how should we, like that, that's, man, that's not the stuff. But there are false prophets out there preaching a different Jesus. And, and here's what the Word of God says. Like when we talk about put up, forbear. Biblical forbearance does not mean putting up with that. It means calling that out. Okay? So that's one thing. Second thing. All right? 
there's some things that we shouldn't put up with. And in our world today, I just have to say this, because if I preach a message on, the, on you, you just have to learn how to put up with people, there's going to be somebody in the audience that comes from a really hard place, and, and sometimes they even uh, bring some guilt in with them, and then they think that I'm talking about their situation. So I just want to say this as plainly as I can. Biblical forbearance has nothing to do with abusive situations. If you have been abused sexually, emotionally, physically, I'm not telling you to put up with that. You need to get help. You need to get out of that. That's as clear as I can say that. Okay, do you understand? Everybody, everybody got me? Right? So that, the, the biblical forbearance has nothing to do with that. You don't, you don't put up with that. You run from that. You, you get safe, okay? All right? And, and in a minute, we're going to give you a phone number, and we're going to have everybody write it down. So we're all together going to write it down because there are people in the world that need it. Maybe you're one of those people this morning, and you're not going to stand out from anybody else because we're all writing that number down on a sheet of paper together. Okay? Make sense? All right. So what do we do with that? When we study the Bible and it says, hey, here's something that's spiritual that you don't think is spiritual, you need to start putting up with people again. You go, oh. All right, so here's step one. Ready? Don't mean to offend you. I love you. First thing we do is we grow up. Mean it. First thing we do is, 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 is grow up. Uh, so the Apostle Paul spends a huge amount of time writing churches saying this to him. Ready? I know you want something, quote unquote, more spiritual, but you're not ready for it. That's what he tells him. I, I know you want something more, more spiritual, but you need to go, like, you're, you're a babe, man. You need some breast milk. So let's go back to the basics. And he said, so here's the basic. Just put up with one another. Hello? But, but I want to move on to forgiveness. You're not ready. But I want to love people like Jesus. Not ready. You don't even like people. How are you going to love them? I'm serious. You dislike them on faith. Like you actually dislike them. Not loving well. You're loving easy. That's not love. That's not love. And so the Bible, man, this is what it does. It confronts us in our sin, right? It confronts us in, in what we, 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 we thought, but I thought I was killing it. Man, I, I thought, I'm ready for the more spiritual God. Here I am. I mean, it's coronavirus Sunday, and look, I'm here in person, right? I mean, I even shook one guy's hand. Lord, I am not afraid. I walk by faith, not fear. And, right? And, and that's, that's kind of where you are. You're just like, look at me. And God's like, no, you don't even put up with people well. You don't even put up, don't act like you have it all together. You, you, you just, you, you say things like, I can't deal with that person anymore. Or I can't deal with, even worse, I can't deal with these kind of people anymore. Ooh. Insert political agenda here. Just can't deal. And so sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is we can grow up. Those are very immature things to say, by the way. To only love people that will love you back is extremely immature. The Bible says we're called to love people that will probably hate us for it. We're actually called to love people that may nail us to a cross for it. That's, that's who we're called to love. That's hard love, but that's real love. And so, so Paul uh, would write these churches, and, and he says, hey, you've you got to love well. And, and love bears all things. And then you get to, uh, that's from 1 Corinthians 13, right? When he defines what love is. Do you know how 1 Corinthians 13 ends? You get to like verse 11 and he says, hey, when I was a child, I thought like a child and I acted like a child and I did childish things. But when I became a man, I put childish things behind me. You know what Paul says? I grew up. You need to do the same. Does that make sense? This is like, that's a big boy pants kind of moment, right? Like, whew. Wait a second, I thought we were talking about something silly. No, it's like, really, go back to the basics. 
I got to start putting up with people, okay? So that's the first thing. And, and, and hear me, that's the main point of the message. I hope that's what you walk a, a, away with. That's like the main, the main deal. Um, now, in, in addition to that, uh, there's a few things, again, that we, we don't put up with. And so here's, here's two more things. Uh, one, we need to know the truth. So you need, you need to know the gospel. And if you're here this morning for some reason, you're like, I, J, Pastor Jason, I, I'm not sure what the gospel is. Email me. Shoot me an email. Reach out to a, a teacher here. Just email me, jason at fbcelgin.org. Say, I'm not sure I know the basics of the gospel. So when, when I hear if somebody preached a different Jesus, I wouldn't even know what that means. Could you help me out with that? We'll be happy to send you resources, um, like the basics of what we need to believe. You can find many of those belief statements on our website under, under like the section that talks about who we are, what we believe. Um, but you need to know the truth. Second thing you need to, or third thing you need to do is you need to be willing to test uh, to make sure what you hear is true. That includes what, what happens on Sunday morning here, by the way. Like, I, I fully expect you guys to be biblically literate and, and to, to check me. To go, well, hey, pastor, that, that word and, and then this and what, what about this? And like, that's the goal, right? It's the goal. You, you welcome that. You welcome that. And so uh, we, we want you to test the Spirit. So uh, in 1 John, uh, i got to turn there. Put up with me for a second. I didn't mark it. First uh, John chapter 4, uh, John writes, Dear friends, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming, even now is already in the world. And so that biblical instruction, man, we need to test the things that we hear. And then, and then lastly, last part, I, I, would, I would say, and I want you to all to write down this number uh, again, because forbearance is not putting up with abuse, right? And so just jot down this number in your sermon notes. Um, it is a helpful number. You may, you're like, I don't need this. You may not, but there may be somebody in your life that you come across and they're going to need this number. And so this is the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. It's 1-800-799-7233. And, and I cannot say, uh, like, like, clearly enough, forbearance is not putting up with abuse, okay? That's not what it is. We're talking about putting up with difficult people and hard people. and that, We're not talking about abusive situations, okay? All right. Everybody got it? Okay. Good, good. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to do something different. Okay? Pray, and we're going to do something different. Our offering's a little different this morning. Our announcements are in a different place this morning. It's going to be okay. All right? So, we're going to make it. Let's pray. Father, Thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for your word, which is good and right and true. Um, Lord, we need you. Father, we need you. Um, I, I, I pray for those that are here, for those that are at home, that this, this message um, just speaks truth to, to where we are in life. God, we, we need to learn how to bear with one another again because we have not been loving well. We've been loving easy. Holy Spirit, would you show us the areas that we can improve, and would you help us to walk in the newness that Jesus has provided for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.